Welcome to Breaking Downs. Welcome to our UFC 244 preview show here at Breaking Downs. I'm joined as always by my co-host, my brother Christopher. What's up? Hi guys, uh, yeah, welcome to Break 'em Downs. Um, you know, I'm going to start off uh, the episode tonight, if you don't mind asking you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, ben Askren, um, does Ben Askren become a UFC champion? Yeah, I think it's hard to see um, at this point, but give give the man his dues because he's been fighting top um the, the top Arnold, you know, he's fought former champions, he's fought former top contenders, and he's fought, um, you know, most notably the the headliner on Saturday night. So he's fighting the best. It just hasn't worked out for him. And there's some easier fights out there, I'm sure. But UFC champion at this minute, probably not. Well, he came to the UFC with the intention of becoming a champion. Um, I suppose if you if you're at the UFC, I mean that that is on most people's agenda. Um. But certainly, he's made it a little bit harder now for himself to actually get to that kind of summit. Um, did you enjoy the fight at the weekend? Yeah, um, it definitely um, it, it, it exceeded um, expectation. And um, that's always a good thing when you're watching any sort of uh, form of combat, whether it be kickboxing, a jiu-jitsu role, or uh, even, even, you know, anything really from... from from any sort of um, combat, but uh, the the main event on Saturday in Singapore, there was a lot more stand up than than. Well, than when I, you said it exceeded expectation, it, you know, it not only did it exceed expectation as far as being a really entertaining fight, but uh, as you are about to mention, uh, they they stood up quite a lot, didn't they? They stood up quite a lot, and that, that made it in, that made it intriguing to see who would land the takedown because Ben Askren, the takedown artist, Demi Maya is known for his um, work off the back on top also. As you've as you seen, he, he reversed Ben Askren a couple of times. But um, it was always who was going to land that, who's going to win. The, the The winner of the fight was going to be the one who um, had most success on the ground. And on that day, Damien Maia got the win by rear naked choke in the third round. Um and what what an amazing what an amazing career! I think he's forty one now. Um, what an amazing career he's had! And, and there's another big win for him in, in his illustrious uh, record. Can I ask? Uh, do you think Ben Askren, um, because he was willing to stand and trade, um, actually because both guys were willing to stand and trade, do you think either one was hesitant to go to the ground? Um, I think Damian Maya welcomed the the. Um, the ground game. I think Ben Askren was a little bit tentative at the start because yeah. he knew how, how dangerous Damian May can be off his back, and you've seen that because his, his, his couple of fights there with Robbie Lawler, Victoria Masvidal, he runs in, he puts the head down, and he he, he looks to uh, secure the double leg. Um, this time he came out a wee bit more conservative, but obviously Damian Maya is just as good as. At jiu-jitsu, as Ben Oscar is at grappling, so um, yeah, really good point. Um, it was interesting as well, uh, just from my observation, where you know you had Damian Maya who was not necessarily looking for the takedown this time. You know, you, you go back to the time Woodley fight, you go back to the Colby Covington fight. Um, pr- pretty much uh, any Damian Maya fight, 
you know, he's hunt, he's hunting for the takedown, whereas the takedown was coming to him this time. So Askren was engaging with the you know the, the heavy grappling, and for for me, you know, it was just amazing to see how when uh, Damon Meyer was taken down and and put onto his back by Ben Askren, just how how amazing his jiu-jitsu really is. Um, you know, I say, I, I, one of one of the takedowns, um, Askren slammed him down. Maya got straight into a butterfly. You know, he shrimped. He, he he got onto his side. He threw up a triangle. Instantly, Askren's in trouble. He pulls out. He pulls back. Um, but he's left the arm in there. Maya goes for an omoplata. He was taking the um, he was taking Ben Askren's strength and almost making it his weakness at the same time. It was amazing to watch. Yeah, good point. And, and Damian Maya, as I said, 41 years of age, with possibly his biggest win in the last two years. Um, and that, that sort of, you know, it, it puts him in line for another big fight in the future, certainly. It does. Um, whether he wants it or not, that's the thing. At 41 years of age, there's no doubt about this. He is a top 10 guy. Um, he's been a top 10 guy for the last decade, I would say. Um, actually, I'm probably overbaking a little bit, but you know, Demon Maya is at the age of 41, one of the very best in the world. And um, as um, I don't know if you watched Chael's show, Bad Guy and Corbury, but he was talking about um, Maya, you know, not necessarily getting the title shot. However, you know, he he is a he is a, a two sport athlete. You know, he is a world um, champion jiu jitsu fighter. And he's also very successful MMA fighter. You know, talking about this guy's career, whilst he's never actually achieved UFC gold, he his career is very decorated. Um, and I look for, I always look forward to seeing my fight. I look forward to seeing his next fight, and who that opponent is going to be. Um, but I just want to move on now to uh, obviously the the big one on Saturday night, uh, UFC two hundred forty four at MSG. We're back at the Garden. Um, it's such a stacked card, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 going to be a huge night of fights. Um, if you're a fight fan of any capacity, um, you cannot miss this fight card. Um, it uh, the the top five that you know on on the on the main card, you know the, I don't get I don't get um, bored by any single one of these fights as I just bring them up on the screen. You know, uh, we start the card off with with Kevin Lee's return to, f- to face the ever so dangerous th- uh, thirteen and old Gregor Gillespie. That is a lightweight, um, so a return to lightweight for Kevin Lee. Yeah, absolutely. Go on. And and, and then you know after that we've got a heavy hitting. So what you know, do you know what's nice about this card? Um, because in recent times we've had these uh, main events. Uh, for example, um. I'm going to say um, Khabib and Dustin Poirier. We had a lightweight dominated card with with Islam Machakov, with um, Edson Barboza, Paul Feller. This card has a has a has a varied sort of weight range where we've got lightweight, then we've got the heavyweight, then we're going to welterweight, then we're going to middleweight, and then we're finishing off with the the BMF um, title bout between Jorge Gabriel Masvidal and Nate Diaz. So it's it's brilliant that we're getting a whole range of everything. We've got the striker, we've got the grappler, we've got the two, you know, bad the baddest men on the planet. Um, we've got we've got uh, kickboxing experts. We've got heavy-handed, you know, Mexicans. It's 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 brilliant. It's just it is just such a great card from um from bottom to top. Um, mm. you know, we even have um Mr. Johnny Walker there 
on the prelims against um, the American Corey Anderson. I'm I'm really excited about that fight. You know, I'm surprised it, it didn't really make the main card. To be honest, um, I would have maybe sacrificed the Derek Lewis uh, versus the Blago um, Ivanov um, heavyweight bout there. However, it is the only heavyweight bout on the card. Um, but I I'm surprised that that fight didn't make the actual main card. Are you? Um, yeah, I think it was initially down for the main card, and then uh, obviously Kevin Lee uh, versus Gregor Gillespie Tuckett. Right. Um, Johnny Walker, uh, number he's ranked number eleven. Um, he's coming off back to back wins. I think he's spent a total of like forty three seconds, fifty three seconds, something like that. Yeah. In his last two fights, he's com- he's coming up against a different sort of caliber now in, in Corey Anderson, who's been around the block twice, and uh, but he's never really had that chance of UFC gold. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty exciting fight. If you don't want to think too much into it, you'll probably say that you know Johnny Walker's probably going to get a flashy knockout. But then you you indulge in into the the uh, sort of um, MMA sort of math, and you try to you try to make sense of of every sort of um, two fighters that the two opponents are the the two fighters that are in the actual bout. Um, you you start to um, see which you know the strengths and weaknesses and what what they have to offer because Corey Anderson can be seen as a pretty um dangerous matchup for for Johnny Walker um but yeah that's obviously the the featured prelim um, I, I'd say got- there is um there's a great unknown there because um you're right you're 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 alluding to Corey Anderson's wrestling which is um you know he's a pedigree wrestler the unknown is for me anyway is whether or not um whether or not Johnny Walker's actually fought a wrestler as good as Corey Anderson and when he's faced with that heavy wrestling style, you know, can he overcome that adversity? Can he avoid the takedown? You know, and can he and can he continue to avoid the takedown? Um but you know, we've seen Corey, you know, he he's susceptible to a big shot. He can get he can get knocked out. We've seen that several times now. Um once a spring to mind, they over in some Peru, a head kick, which was absolutely beautiful. He got knocked out by Jimmy Mano. I don't know if you remember that. Um, but, you know, a, a win for either one of these guys. Um, I've talked about this before, the light, the light heavyweight division. You know, there's a lot of movement there. A win for either one of these guys could place them into a, a title elimination fight or maybe even gives, give um, you know, gives them a shot at the, 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 the champion, the top of the heap, John Jones. Yeah, good point, and I think it's uh, notable to um, some that this this fight is is three rounds. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you can uh, I, I look at three three round bouts, and 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 the amount of times these fights go to split decision is incredible. Yeah. So, um, Corey Anderson would probably um, he'll probably grow into the fight, and and if it does go maybe fifteen minutes into the second round, where Johnny Walker sort of I think he's went decision once yeah. in the, in the UFC, but um, which was to stand by him. But if Corey Anderson can can strategically find a way to not get hit and and shoot at the same time, or potentially hit uh, Johnny Walker, yeah. um, if he hurts him early, for example, it may become a, a pretty tall order for Johnny Walker. But but um, just on that. The prelims is, is is actually some really good names on Shane Burgos, a fellow weight. He's fighting. Yeah, he's great fighting. Um, he's fighting um, Americani, the the fellow weight. Um, I think he's Bosnian um, or Finnish, one of the two. Um, 
Andrei Avlowski, former um, heavyweight champion, he starts the prelims. And just on that, um, I've I've been speaking um, quite highly of um, Mean Hakim uh, da, um, um He's fighting in the early prelims. So um, this lad, I think, has been exciting for the past two or three years. He's got a 10-1 record with one no contest. And still, he's maybe not making the... Uh, the card, you know, the main card. Um, obviously, it's hard to make this main card because it's so stacked. But he's the first fight on the early prelims. It's going to be an early night for him. Yeah. Um, but I like, you know, he's not getting any younger. I think he's he's twenty eight. So let's get let's get this let's get this man some some uh, promotion. You yeah, know? yeah. I just want to um kind of sidetrack from the um the card for me. We would de- definitely be going back to that. I just want to um talk about something that's come up in the uh. In the news lately, and that is, uh, if you're if if you're a UFC fan and you were um you know had your eyes on the uh, middleweight division, um bad news case, um Israel Adesanya, the the next in line um was clearly Apollo Costa, but there's um an article that's come out now from MMA Mania, a great source, um have actually issued a statement saying that. Costa, oh, actually Dana issued a statement said that Costa has had surgery on his bicep and is out for eight months. Eight months. So that is, um, I don't, were you aware of this? Uh, funnily enough, I've actually got the, the report um, on the screen at the minute. Um, it's quite a blow for, for, for the middleweight division. Um, I've said many times it's my favourite division. Um, and yeah, it's a bit of a... You know, where do we go from here? Obviously, he said it's too soon for well, the Well, I'm going to throw my two cents in here. Where do we go from here? How about, I mean, this does this not raise the stakes of the um, Gastelum and Till fight now? Yeah, good point. I, I think it does. I think it, um, especially if Gastelum wins, I believe. Um, I, I, I think either or. I really do. I think if either of those guys wins that's it they're, they're in line for a title fight you know the Gastelum fight with Adesanya is, is one of the greatest middleweight fights of all time everybody everybody knows that and then Till fighting at his natural weight you know he's only fights for the best if he gets a win over Kelvin Gastelum who let's be honest you know has given Israel Adesanya his toughest test to date um, he knocked uh, Israel down and he Probably took two rounds of Adesanya on that night, um, you know, as, as my memory serves me. But uh, I think that raises the stakes. The only other thing, of course, is the the Jones fight. But look, you know, Dana's rubbish that as well. Um, and, and there's a few other fighters, including Anderson Silva, who's come out and actually said that that you know they don't actually appreciate how Adesanya has disrespected Jones. Um, to me, that fight is uh, pretty uh, far-fetched, if I'm honest, at this stage of both men's career. And there's now, you know, well, there's a growing rumour that Jones is going to move up to fight either Francis Ngani or Stipe Miocic. Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting one. But, you know, I was going—I was actually pop, popping into my head there was, you know, a rematch with, with Robert Whittaker. But then, but then I said to myself, you know... It, it was that comprehensive that it, it there really there really is no need for a rematch, well, you know. That, that's that's absolutely right. You know, um that, that I must admit that came into my head as well. Um the rematch there doesn't necessarily make sense. Uh, we touched on the Kelvin Gaslam and Darren Till um fight there. Uh, the come in for uh, UC two four four. God I'm excited for that one, are you? 
Yeah, you know, it's incredible watching uh, Darren Till, uh, BT Sport, have, have, have uh, really um, brought out a couple of episodes of him in training camp and uh, what what's he, you know, what's he doing? Um, it's, it's nice to see that um, a fighter with so much buzz around the, the UK has um, got his life back and track after that sort of um, hotel taxi incident. Um, uh, and he's coming off uh, two kind of big losses as well, isn't he? So... Yeah. You know, that this is such an important fight for him, but God, is it hard. Yeah, and he wants to go down as like a Michael Bisping, you know, as like the legacy he left or like a Dan Hardy or, you know, uh, the UK fighters are known for their their um their desire to be a warrior and a fighter and fight the best of the best. And Darren Hill has fought the best of the best. He hasn't always been successful. But you have to respect that he he goes after these opponents. How how smart it is to go after Kelvin Gastelum at at middleweight? Um, time will soon time will soon tell. Yeah. Um, I think I think Darren Hill. Um, he puts an awful amount of um stock in his own hype. He does. Um, he puts a lot of pressure on himself. I feel. Um, yeah. And yeah, like he's he's, he's forever, you know talking about you know being becoming the UFC champion yeah you can see it in his eyes you know it's it's just like he's hell bent on 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 reaching that that milestone but um Kelvin Gastelum as I said earlier is is the guy that that pushed Adesanya to the absolute limit he brought out the very best of Israel Adesanya and is Darren I mean Darren Till is coming in his natural weight you know um but uh you know if I look back to the Masvidal fight Till was he was doing a lot of swinging, but not a lot of connecting. And Kelvin Gaslam is a very, very tasty boxer, and he's very quick as well. Kelvin Gaslam can hit, and and when he hits, they tend to fall. Alasanya fell once or twice. If you make mis- um, if you make mistakes against Kelvin Gaslam, it could be light side, couldn't it? Yeah, and uh, obviously, if Darren Till connects with you, it could be light side also, which makes sure. this fight. Quite interesting because Calvin Gaston is hittable. Um, don't you think Calvin has, I, a, I, Calvin has a chin though? He does. Yeah, but I, I look, I look, I look way too deep into these fights sometimes. And you know, Calvin Gaston is a good wrestler. He's a state wrestler. He's a state champion wrestler. And um, you know, he could very easily probably take Darren Till down and have his way with him, but he won't because uh, Darren Till's got or because Calvin Gaston's got that sort of Mexican. Yeah. American. Well, he loves his, he loves to he loves to win his fights on the feet. That's for sure. Both both men love yeah. to trade. Uh, stand up. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if Gaslam does go to his wrestling. Something tells me that he will. Um, but we'll break that fight down um, a little bit more as we go as we kind of draw closer to Saturday. It is only Tuesday, so we will we will break that down in a little bit more depth. Um, we've got the return of Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I think this is his first fight since the um, Anthony Pettis loss. He's fighting somebody on a bit of a raise, Vicente Luque, who's, um, correct me if I'm wrong, his last win was against Mike Perry? Yeah, correct. So um, so this is um, not an easy fight for Wonderboy. Um, Wonderboy with four losses now under his um, under his belt, and he's he's getting, he's getting older. Um, how do you see this fight going? And is this a fight that you're excited about as well? I'm I am excited because uh Vicente Luque came out against Mike Perry. He showed what he was all about. It was a very um, very, very exciting fight. I enjoyed the fight. Um Wonderboy, as you've said in the past, has turned into like 
the the definition of a points fighter. Yeah. And whenever you come up against ruthless aggression in the UFC, fighting for points isn't going to isn't going to cut it nine times out of ten. And um, if he goes into this fight with somebody with the sort of you know, for Gentiluke can hit. And, and you do, can, do, can hit but do you not think that this could be a points fight though? Could be. Aren't, aren't but, both uh, guys similar in their style? Well, in, in that sort of um, karate sort of. Yeah, and 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 doesn't Luke uh, kind of? Isn't he that kind of fighter, like a fighter who could win on points? Um, but a great striker, clean, you know, very technical stri- striker like Wonderboy. Yeah, and interesting to say that because whenever you sort of think about getting into a stand-up war with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, it, it doesn't end well. But that being said, he has shown a little bit of chink in the armour and uh, people sort of know now how to sort of beat Wonderboy. Yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting. I actually foresee Luke getting it done here. Really? Um, I, I can see him shocking Wonderboy. I don't think Wonderboy is ready uh, to come back okay. into such a big... Um, isn't isn't ready? To, I'm sure he's ready to come back. He's got the desire to win. But coming into such a card, I think it's like the the uh, fifth. Is it the fifth, fourth annual MSG card? Uh, um, I'm I'm not sure. 16, 17, 18. Yeah, so it's the fourth um, Mathisor Garden card, in November. Is he ready to step in there and fight somebody that that is just taking out Mike Perry? Um, I don't th- I I I don't think Wonder Boy's ready for that. Can I know. give you my two cents on it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you know there's a big difference between fighting um, Mike Perry and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. You know, what, yeah. Mike Perry's going to enter the pocket with you. He's going to throw down with you. You know that that technical striking that Vicente Luque has. Uh, ultimately, um, it was too much for Perry in the end. But Perry put up a good show. You know, it, was, it wasn't a, a one-sided fight. It was close fight. Wonderboy Thompson, um, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, was actually. Winning that fight against Pettis, he was using it was his movement was just just on point as it usually is, um, you know that lateral movement, you know, you know, very quickly getting out of the way and uh, using his superior footwork to to evade an attack, keeping distance. Wonder by superb at that. Um, I think he's going to get the job done here. Uh, I think there's going to be a return to form. I don't think Luca is the top of the pile yet, and I think actually the Pettis win was a blip. Um, a, a bit of a, a chink in the armour of um, a, a great career um, from Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who's only really fought the best of the best. And now um, I think it's going to be a return to form. Um, so, uh, look, I, I know you love this fight, uh, Kevin Lee returning to lightweight and um, after a, an unsuccessful um, trial at the welterweight division. Kevin Lee versus Gregor Gillespie. This has got danger written all over it for Kevin Lee, doesn't it? 100%. Um, fair play to him. Again, as I said, these fighters are taking these fights and uh, Kevin Lee coming off back-to-back losses to take on somebody with the uh, the ground game and the knockout power of Gregor Gillespie. I was just about to call him an all-rounder. He's got it all, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think I think he's fought maybe six or seven times in the last maybe three years, which is which is which is quite a credible, um, you know, credible because sometimes fighters fight maybe once a year, but um, he he holds like I think it's like three knockouts, one submission, one decision in his last like a couple of fights. So he's obviously got the power, and um, 
I'm I'm intrigued to see what Kevin Lee's going to bring here because Kevin Lee is in need of a win. He's been trying out different camps like TriStar, like Jackson Wing, yeah. like American Top Team. Um, I don't know where he settled, but yeah, Kevin Lee needs to go back in the ring column. He's the first fight uh, on the main card. Yeah, it's a nervous. Uh, nervous nervous time for Kevin Lee and uh, Gregor Gillespie's first time under the big bright lights really um, I agree um, can I just chip in there with something Um, Kevin Lee referred to this fight as the dumbest fight he could have um, he could have opted for and when you think about it you know he's I I don't think he's uh, far wrong there where Kevin Lee sits in the rankings is uh, number ten, and Gillespie's number eleven. So, so Lee's kind of looking down, I suppose. Um, and yeah, as you know, as as you've already mentioned, Gillespie has got knockout power. He's got scary. Uh, he's got a scary ground game. Uh, Lee fades. Lee fades. I think it's his body type. He seems to fade as the fight goes on as well. Uh, Gillespie has a lot of stamina. Interesting that one. I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to that fight. Um, right before we move on to the main event, which is obviously the big, big fight of the of the uh, the night. Uh, I want to put you into the hot seat. So, um, if you are new to Break 'Em Downs, we do um, a little, our own little feature called the Hot Seat. Five questions for. Michael, he has to answer them as quickly as we uh, as he can, and then we will have a brief discussion based on his answers. So, Michael, are you ready for the hot seat? I'm ready. Okay, so will the BMF title be put on the line after Saturday night? Uh, yes. Okay, who is your BMF? Uh, so many over the years but I'm going for current I've just been looking a lot at Jorge Masvidal over the last couple of days and you know he's one bad motherfucker like, so. okay what is your favourite MMA podcast to tune into apart from Breaking Downs um, I like the Joe Rogan experience and then uh, what is your favourite UFC match to rewatch? Oh, um, I love rewatching uh, Conor McGregor versus Chad Mendes. Really? Yeah. And uh, what what event? Um, what event really made you a UFC fan? Um, that's an interesting one. Um, I'll have to think back now with that. Um, God, that's that's a really that's a really testing question. Um. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, so just a quick uh, summary there. So the BMF title, you think it's going to be put on the line again, yeah? You don't think this is a one-off, as Dana called it uh, before? I think if Nate Diaz prevails on Saturday night, it's definitely not going to be a one-and-done. Um, it's, you know, because the, the BMF thing, like let, let's imagine that Conor McGregor gets interested and the BMF title's on the line. Uh, it's quite, it's quite a, a lucrative prospect that... McGregor would come back to face Diaz in the trilogy for the BMF title. Yeah, I think it's more Diaz. It's not so much Jorge Masvidal, I don't think. And um, I think if Masvidal wins, the belt's going to be put away and he'll he'll focus solely on the winner of uh, 
two four five between Colby and Usman. As for Diaz, I think Diaz is just looking for real good fights, which he's given us, um, which is brilliant, and and you know he deserves everything that he gets now because he's such a huge star. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but, I, I yeah. absolutely agree. Um, I I do think if uh, oh, we'll talk about this in a second. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll move on. Who is your BMF? So you said um, there's a long long line, and you think maybe Jorge. You know, it's hard to disagree with you there. You know, looking at those street fights um, back in the back in the day. You know, when street fighting became uh, a YouTube pheno- phenomenon, really. Um, you know, Jorge kind of stood tall um, amongst all of that as as just an incredible fighter. And now he's in the UFC, and 2019 has been such a great year for him. Um, my my BMF has got to be it's, it's got to be Jorge and, and Connor actually. Um, you know, Jorge for, for, for all the reasons just stated, but Conor McGregor, you know, he's he's the first two time champion. He's he is a badass. He's got his own whiskey out now, you know. Um he's become a villain as well, you know, and you know, it's it's it kind of suits him at the same time the, the kind of the, the, the villain thing, you know. Um and he wears his three piece suits and you know, he he really apologizes to nobody. So <laughs> I, I genuinely believe that you know people have, have forgotten that to, to a degree. Um, your favorite MMA podcast, the Joe Rogan Experience. I like the Joe Rogan Experience as well, though it's not necessarily solely an MMA podcast. There's scientists, there's I mean archaeologists, there's um, <laughs> people who have um, you know interest in you know, stand up comedy. You know, there's there's all sorts of different people on there. Um, so yeah, it, it is an MMA po- MMA podcast. Uh, to a degree and then of course there's, there's other bits actually um one that i'm really getting into lately um just to to tune into is is chael summons and uh i really think chael knows the fight game so well i think he knows the fight game better than the likes of conor mcgregor and um, sorry not conor mcgregor uh, joe, uh, joe rogan because he knows the fighters just a little bit more um and you know he brings up these very interesting um, he just brings up these very interesting topics that you don't really hear others go into. Do you listen to Yeah, Chael? I listen to wee snippets on YouTube and stuff of him talking. He, he's quite, um, he's quite gripping, isn't he? He's gripping, and he's not afraid to speak his mind, which, which is always a good. I think is always a good trait to have. Um, Absolutely. I mean, that's why he became so popular. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, br- just a brilliant, brilliant MMA analyst. Um, and I agree. Character. I agree. I agree that like the Joe Rogan experience is not solely an MMA podcast, but it is classified as that. You know, yes, um, you're right. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your favorite UFC fight to rewatch? Uh, you, McGregor Mendes. That's a good one. I actually love the Hunt and Junior, uh, not Junior, uh, Bigfoot Silva. I love watching that fight. Yeah. I also love watching Jorge and Till. That's got to be one of my favorites to rewatch. Um, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, obviously, Connor Nate, though I, I, I never really have any nails uh, at the end of that one. Yeah, I, just, I picked the Connor Mendes fight because I have watched it um, quite a bit recently. It's just a fight that went up and down, up and down, and you know, 
Connor won there at exchanges and, and Mendes was hitting him. Mendes took him down, I think, three times the first round. He, he bashed a hole in the side of his head. Um, second round came, Connor was taunting him. Mendes took him down again. It looked like it was going to be a long night. Uh, he went for the submission, his own sort of guillotine. He, he took Connor, but then uh, the reach. Obviously, I think his arms just gave out um, with the, with the sort of sweat and and obviously his his, his reach, as I previously mentioned. And uh, Connor got up and gave us a moment that we'll never we'll never ever forget. So um, absolutely, yeah, yeah. A, a, a a wonderful occasion and a, and a real piece of UFC history. Um, okay, so the main events coming up. We're gonna we're gonna obviously do a few breakdowns on this. Uh, this is one of the, you called it one of the most exciting um, fights of the year, if not the very best fight that 2019 has to offer. Um, it's just it's just an amazing fight, isn't it? Yeah, it's got everything. It's got the personality. It's got the history of the, of the, um, the street fighter versus the, you know, something zero to hero, obviously. Yeah, East um, Coast versus West Coast. Yeah, you've got Diaz, obviously he's been in the uh, he's been in the UFC longer than he's been. I think he's six years um, more into the UFC than uh, Jorge. Right. I think he's 2000, 2007, I, I think, um, and Jorge's uh, two thousand thirteen, I believe. So um, yeah, yeah. So, but we've got we've got two experienced campaigners, um, huge personalities. I've loved watching Jorge Masvidal his return to the fight game. He's been nothing. Nothing, um, but uh, electrifying. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah you're I'm right. Not... He's been electrifying, electrifying everything. You know the 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 post fight interviews, the melee with Leon Edwards, the knockout, the crazy knockouts of Darren Till and Ben Askren. He can cut a promo. Um, he's got away with words. Uh, and then Diaz as well. Diaz is um as Chael Sonnen referred to him as, I think an um. What was the word? He, an accidental genius. Yeah, Diaz, Diaz puts it all puts it all on the line. He doesn't really care what people think of think about him. Everything that Diaz, everything that Diaz does though, seems to seems to be the right thing to do. You know when he walked off um, the press conference before he was set to fight Poirier, he walked off. He, you know, Conor McGregor got a bit of a mention on the big screen. I think I know that was it. They, they called the the Khabib and Conor fight was announced. Diaz was like, um, "You take this, you take the, you take the spotlight away from me. I'm going, I'm going to take it back." And he ended up becoming like the most talked about person on that on that press conference. Um, you know, he Diaz is the character who, you know, is is able to seemingly just r- roll up a joint at a weigh-in and that's not a weigh-in, um, an open workout and. You know, again, make media news, not not because I think he was trying to get a, attention. I just don't think he cares. But again, everything he, he does seems to just turn to gold. Um, the styles are brilliant. You know, both of these guys are great boxers. Um, Jorge is obviously a great takedown artist. Um, a great sorry, a great takedown uh, defense artist. Diaz is not necessarily known for his takedowns, but when you get to the ground with Diaz, it's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? Yeah, and you've seen that with Pattis. Like Pattis is, is highly renowned for his, for his for his work in the ground. And uh, whenever Diaz got that takedown, um, it was almost like a you know, grabbed the leg and he just sort of, then you know you're on the ground with Diaz. And he was able to win the first round solely because of that. And then um, in the second round, Pettis started to fade, Diaz put it on him. And that's something that people are going to look at. On I know Jorge's got amazing cardio, but that's something people are going to look at. If it does go fourth, fifth, 
what's going to happen when, when he reaches the championship rounds is, is Jorge going to push on and, and, and win the belt or, or is, is Diaz going to do what Diaz does best and, and, and almost drown his opponents would it, be, I, would it be ill-advised for Jorge to, to come out and try and finish Diaz then early do you know what it could work but it could also backfire because if he doesn't because I just don't know because you know no one tested Diaz's chin like Conor McGregor did yeah. In the second fight. Is that fair to say? Like, no one tested that chin more than I Conor McGregor. two fights. Yeah, yeah the, two the... Fights, the two fights. But pretty in the second one, we knocked him down three times and Diaz just continued to get up. Yeah. Um, and he rocked him low, with loads in the fourth as well. Obviously, the power diminished somewhat from Conor, but Diaz was tested that night. Jorge Masvidal is much bigger than Conor McGregor and Jorge Masvidal is going to connect. Diaz does get hit. Yeah. Can Jorge... Can Jorge finish him in the early rounds? But if he doesn't finish him, it's playing right into Diaz's hands, isn't it? Yeah, and that's an interesting because Diaz, when Diaz walks forward, there's no defense there. And uh, obviously, with somebody as Masvidal's power and size, he could maybe clip one in the chin and, and Diaz can go down, but he won't necessarily go out. And uh, it's interesting if, if the fight does become a little bit dogged, which I do expect. Um, when Diaz starts clinching him against the cage, yeah. What? Who's that going to favour? Is Jorge going to get out of the clinch and land elbows, or is Diaz going to have a short uppercuts and and really, really start to dictate? Because um, it's an interesting fight. He talks three years out of the game. He comes back. He's fighting the biggest fight of the year. The Rock's going to put the belt on on the winner. <laughs> um, Donald Trump's going to be there. Um, is Trump going to be there? Yeah, you know it's absolutely. I, you know that 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 alone shows me. Like I I, I like I like asking people a lot of uh, questions when I'm out and about. If if they mention UFC, I'm all over. You know. Yeah. So, um, I remember um, I was talking to a lad, maybe you know twenty twenty one, and he goes, uh, you know, Diaz is only in this fight because Conor McGregor, and I said I actually disagree with that because Nate Diaz has always been his own. Man, he's not necessarily needed. He's not necessarily needed Conor McGregor, but 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 when the chance came, he took it with with, with open arms. But I I think I think when Nate Diaz, he was a star before Conor, yeah, and he's he, he's a bigger star now. And I actually just said he's in this main event is because he deserved it. It's been a long time coming, but now he's here, and 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 hear him hear him talking about these things like. I'm coming to win. Nate Diaz doesn't necessarily say that. And I'm intrigued to see who's going to start the quickest. It's a five-round fight, so that I'm going to say that Nate Diaz is going to start very conservative. Um, expect Jorge Masvidal to open up with the leg kicks. I know Diaz has been working on that, but but different styles. Expect Jorge Masvidal to throw a few body kicks across um, body kicks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think he's going to um, butcher the lead leg. I think it's going to work for him. Um I think I think I read a little report saying oh, Diaz knows how to check those now. Yeah, but different style of fighter, heavier fighter. Um, Jorge Masvidal has some very good kicks in his arsenal. Um, he he could chop that the leg down, but Jorge's got Jorge's got a takedown in him as well, doesn't he? He does, but I don't know how. I don't know how um, smart that would be. I know he's got a few submissions over like but, Michael but in, in the case of where it might pinch you around, you know, like if these guys are going to be trading and. 
you know, you, you could take around, you, you know, just to score that little takedown in the last kind of thirty seconds. I think he's he's gonna kind of, kind of got that advantage, that ability. Whereas Diaz, I think, would struggle with there. Yeah, he could do, but it it, it just depends on the timing of it. Diaz I has think, the reach uh, advantage here. Diaz has a one hundred ninety-three centimeter um, reach, whereas Masvidal falls um, f- five short, five centimeters short with a one eighty-eight. So. Um, that's not that much in inches, though. That's, that's uh... no, that's true. No, absolutely, that's true. And one of the things that I noticed about um, Masvidal when he fought Till, um, we know that you know when Diaz starts to unload and he's he kind of pressed his opponent up against the cage, and you know it's all volume at that point. How how well Jorge was actually able to fight down Till off the cage? Yeah, and um, uh, it came to a point where. Downhill was was out of options. Yeah, he was and, hesitant. You could see it. He was hesitant. He didn't yeah. know what to do. Um, here's another thing: with the BMF, the supposed BMF, are they want to? Are they going to want to like grapple, or or are they just going to want to like th- throw down? Do you know what I mean? Uh, will 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 the 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 expectations around this fight um, encourage both Masvidal and Diaz to? Maybe not, you know, look to other options, but actually, you know, make this an app like a stand up war. Yeah, that's also a possibility. Like, um, but then again, with a fight with such high stakes, you know, instead of coming out and actually brawling, you know, like, you know, like for all we know, the fight could be a bore. You know, <laughs> so... I know. Um, I just, like, I don't see it happening with this one. I know what you mean. You yeah. know, there's, there's fights that we wait, we wait for and, you know, when they, when they come, uh, instead of fireworks, they are, they're duds, you know. I just do not see this fight falling flat in its face. I think this fight is going to be an absolute war. I think it's going to be a masterpiece of a fight. Um, it's true. It's true to say though that I think Jorge Masvidal is going to win the first two rounds. I do. I, th- I think he's going to. That's, I think that's Diaz, interesting. Yeah. I think Diaz is going to show just a little bit of ring rust. Um, in the in the early going in that fight. Have you have have you got? We'll, we'll we'll wrap this up in a second. Um, because we're going to go into much more detail during the week. But have you got an early prediction? An early prediction. Um. I'm so excited for this fight, and there's actually like I usually do be quite brash with my predictions, um, and I haven't I've thought about it that much that I've almost came to like a mental block, and it's it's very hard to predict a winner. It's you just it's, anything could happen. Jorge come out with a flying knee. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Nate Diaz could come out and, and submit him after three rounds. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. Um, could you just check quickly? Um, has, has Jorge Masvidal yeah. won five rounds in the UFC? Let's check. Like, I, I know Diaz. Yep. You know, was the Till fight meant to go five rounds? I'm sure it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a main event in, in London um, last year. Um, but it's interesting. Like, I know he's got cardio for days, but if it does get to the championship rounds, it has to favour Nate Diaz, surely. It's an interest, it's an interesting one that actually it's a really good point. Um I'm struggling to find it if I'm if I'm completely honest. Um, um if, if I was to think about it there, the Till one was meant to be a five round fight. Um the Askren one was a three round. 
Like, I don't think he's actually headlined a UFC card, Masvidal. The Downhill fight was a yeah. main event, but that was... Um, was that a fight night? That was a fight night in London in March. Yeah, so, um, yeah, good point again. Uh, mm, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think it's only one fi- fight, but I could be I could be wrong there. Uh, of course, he, he possibly did five rounds in other other uh, promotions as well. Like he has, he has spent the majority of his career fighting at one fifty five too. He has Masvidal. I know, crazy, really. Like he's a big boy, isn't he? Yeah, and it's interesting. Like you know, I, I was actually talking about it the other day. Um, I was trying to. Uh, if you don't already know, guys, we've got a YouTube channel as well, so make sure you look. Uh, Christopher's uploaded a couple of videos. I've been sort of testing it out, but um, obviously, off topic. Jose Aldo's fighting Marlon Moraes, and I, I said to myself. He's cutting the one thirty five. He's going to look like a skeleton. He really like, is. He really he was, is. He's going to he look like Jack Skeleton. Yeah, he he was struggling to make one forty five. So I'm thinking, like, when when they get into the octagon on Saturday night, will Masvidal be a lot bigger than Diaz? I'm not sure. And that's, that's it. yeah. Well, guys, look, we're going to break this down again, please. Um, you know, uh, listen to the the follow up podcast uh, to this episode. Um, we might even do uh, two more before the weekend. So, guys, thank you for joining us on this episode of Breaking Downs. I believe that was our nineteenth podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Um, thank you, Michael, once again. Yeah, I look forward to breaking down the fight some more. Okay, guys, it's Chris and Michael signing out.